What's up, Not Safe for Work family? This is Ryan, a lover of all things love and relationships. And this is Slim, your self-proclaimed nympho. And this is Not Safe for Work. Enter this podcast with a clear mind, open heart, and headphones, as Not Safe for Work is an open and judgment-free zone. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Not Safe for Work. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a special guest tonight, Mr. O, and we will be talking about dominant and submissive relationships, what it entails, what it means, who's into what, and Mr. O will go into um, his role in a dominant and submissive relationship. So, afternoon, Mr. O, how are you? Hello, hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us and for allowing us to interview you today. Um, no problem so, at all. <laughs> a bit of history, kind of how we met. We met kind of like on social media and we talked about, um, we kind of got into the conversation of dominant and submissive relationships and um Mr. O brought up something and it was very intriguing. I was like, okay, got to get you on the show. Got to interview you. Want to know more about this. And so does our um, our fans out here. They want to yeah. know what's going on with this. So um, we'll go ahead and get started. So basically, give us your definition of a dominant and your definition of a submissive. So... Uh, there are many types of dominants, many types of submissives, but overall, a dominant is someone who kind of takes responsibility for certain things over a submissive. And a submissive is someone who gives up those specific parts of themselves to the dominant to take control of. So it can be anything mm-hmm. from in the bedroom. You could be giving up, you know, the decisions that are made there. You could be giving up your finances. You could be giving up any type of control over to your dominant, that's when you develop a dom-sub relationship. Wow. I like it. I like the word choice of giving up the control because yeah. that yeah. that can be very hard for people to do. They automatically, first of all, when people think of dominant and submissive relationship, the first thing they think of is hardcore BDSM. Like you type mm-hmm. that in on Pornhub or X video. <laughs> And you're gonna see the the wildest, like most outrageous <laughs> version of my version of BDSM. <laughs> and I would say one thing. One thing I would say that's that's uh, a cornerstone of dominant relationships is that personally, I believe dominance is something that's giving, right? So a yeah. submissive person gives you that control. Exactly. You don't take it. Exactly. It's a it's a power exchange. You know what I mean? Right. So. Okay. Definitely, definitely like that insight. That is, uh, to be a dominant, it must be given to you. You have you have to be allowed to be the dominant. That you know, it's not something yeah. that's forcefully taken or I'm your dom and you do know. what I say because that's not the nature of that type of relationship. So. Yeah, I would say someone who a dominant who probably goes and he takes control. It's not willing to give it to them. I wouldn't consider that a real dom, you know? Right. I feel like it takes a lot of work to be able to win that control over, like yeah. somebody give it to you willingly. That's like a real, you know, a real challenge there. Right. Like, I, I, I like to consider um, uh, if we, if if most people saw the movie, and this is, although it is still a movie, it, to me, I great points um in the um 50 shades trilogy uh, mm-hmm. where christian christian one of the things i like that he said to her was that is that he wants her to want him to be this way with with her yeah. although he was more of a sadist you know that was more of a sadist masochist relationship just that that comment alone you i want you to desire this like i want you to want this so yeah I think that's where the where the line kind of gets um, fuzzy with people. It's like they automatically think it's you know I'm controlling you, I'm dominating, I'm dominating you. When when our actuality, the sub really has the control 
You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I mean, and it, it depends on the type of dance relationship you have as well. I mean, I can speak yeah. to my specific desires and my types of dance relationship. I'm a daddy dom, and I enjoy being in relationships with like subs that are you could be a slave, you could be a brat, you could be a baby girl. Like those are the types I'm kind of into, but I've only ever had one or two kind of uh, slave or a degrade type relation um, submissives. And it was new to me in the time, but as a dom to them, I had to like learn, you know, exactly what they yeah. needed and what they wanted. So I could be able to give them those experiences from an educated point of view. Right. What, what is the daddy? So to me, a daddy's, uh, there's this, so there's this, I, didn't, I never knew what a daddy was, right? I just lived my life. I was in relationships, but in all those relationships, I had been a daddy dom in all those relationships. I never really knew mm-hmm. until I met a young lady. And it was one thing whenever I got in a relationship with a lady, I used to ask her what her like dreams, desires, goals, fantasies are. And I wanted to fulfill all those things. Any woman I ever dated. I met this young lady and she had told me, you know, some of her goals and she wanted to be a journalist. And she had told me some of her bedroom fantasies and that, and it was like, she wanted to get into BDSM. She had some rape fantasies that she wanted to explore, things like that. And I didn't, I knew nothing about this. So I looked it up online, tried to do my research on how to like, you know, administer these scenes in an appropriate manner. And I came across this uh, article specifically about daddy doms. And I was like, wow, that's exactly what I am. There's a name for the type of individual I am. And so it was just seven basic characteristics that points out for a daddy dom. It's like, one, you're her number one fan. You're somebody who's always rooting for her and encouraging her to do better and do more. Two, uh-huh. you're, a conf- you're, two you're a confidant. So much you can tell anything to and not feel afraid, you know, like, I can give you her 100% all and you won't judge her. You know what I mean? You'll take that in and use it to help her be a better person. Three, you're a protector. A lot of baby girls, they kind of like that protector role. So someone who just, you know, kind of with any, what I feel like most women would want from their man to know that they could be protected by this guy at any point in time. Four, her teacher. So this is one of those important parts about asking like, what are your goals? If you want to be a, a teacher, you want to be a nurse, I'm going to go and do the research to like make sure you know how to apply and you know whatever you got to do to get to, to where your goal is, I can teach you. So I always got to come from a position of knowledge when you're dealing with your baby. Five is a guide. This is like more like an advisor. So it's not just goal related. It's just anything that you want to learn in the world. I'm gonna help you get to that point, right? I'm gonna help you maneuver day-to-day interactions, maneuver how to be with around people. That you know, if you're someone who's very secluded, you get nervous. It's someone who kind of like coaches you to be able to deal with those type of situations. Six is an anchor. So an anchor is there, like somebody's always there when you need them. Somebody that knows, like that gives you that sense of calm when things are going rough. You know that you can always go to your daddy down and he can put you at ease, make you feel better. And the last but not least, seven is a disciplinarian. So whatever your goals, dreams, hopes, fantasies are, you got to have trust in me. You got to give me your submission and then I take control. Now, if you aren't doing what I'm asking you to do in order for us to reach these goals, dreams that you have set for yourself, then that's when I need to become a disciplinarian. For every different type of submissive, there's different types of disciplines. It's not always like BDSM spanking. Some women are into that. And so it wouldn't be a discipline in them if you were spanking her and she really loved it, right? So girls like that, it might be, you need to take the dick away for a week. You know, mm. she's not getting no dick. She start acting right real quick. <laughs> so you got to get, you got to, it's always different with, it's a different dynamic with every single female that you deal with because everybody's special and unique. And so you really got to get to know the sub- subject you're with to be able to develop the right kind of relationship that they're looking for. Nice. This is interesting. Like, I'm like, my mind is like 
blown right now. Like I'm, I'm so interested. Like I'm glad we're doing this because I'm, I'm even learning yeah. more. Like I, I know, I know a lot about it, but I guess really hearing it from someone um, on the opposite side because I would consider myself to be a sub. So hearing it from another side is just like. It's very intriguing. That's that's very interesting. So, given that I I kind of identify with being a sub, what do you look for um, in a sub in a submissive? Personally, so like, what's my favorite type of sub? Is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. So like, what's your favorite type? For me personally, I like a brat. Mm-hmm. And so a brat, I would consider to be. I, I put it like this: every lady before she gives you her submission. Like, every man isn't made to be dominant, I would say. He has to prove his dominance, right? And there's different levels of men and different levels of women. You know, just because you're a lady that's looking to submit to a man doesn't mean that every dude can be qualified, right? Oprah ain't going to submit to just any old body. It's going to take, a you know, a real man to do it. So I look at them, I, I I think I'm a extreme dumb and... I feel like mm-hmm. I can make a lot of women submit to me, but that's not a challenge for me. That's like, to me, that's, if I made a very, it's too yeah, it's too easy, right? So, <laughs> so a brat, brat's the type of girl where, well, let me just say like a, a normal lady, even if you prove yourself to her, once you prove yourself, you have her submission, right? And mm-hmm. you can slack off at this point, but you've already won her submission. But I feel like a brat, brats have like a low attention span and they forget things very easily. So you might prove yourself today, but tomorrow the brat forgot all of that. And she's like, show me something new, nigga. <laughs> like prove yeah. yourself to me today. <laughs> and she would challenge you consistently. And so it, it helps, for me, it helps me to not be complacent. I'm always going to have to do better, do more in order to keep her in line. So it's basically like like growing both of you. Sure. You're both growing in this dominant and submissive relationship. Sure. So nobody is ever getting exactly. stale or like you said, getting complacent. Um, everybody is learning something new or trying something new and, and enhancing them own selves. Like that's deep. That's it. All right. Like that's interesting. So regarding um, this disciplinary thing, so do you have your own personal rules that you kind of have yourselves follow or like yes I do so like I said before it depends on the sub what type of rules Uh but there's general things that I personally expect from a lady and then I add rules on there and the rules are whatever needs what I need to give her in order to help herself grow into the goals and the goal that we've set for her or she has set for herself that I'm implementing for her so normal rules for me personally I don't like cursing so no cursing in front of me is always a rule. And if we're into sexual things, then I'm always going to say no panties at all times and always wear a dress or a skirt around me. And that's just because she might be looking good and I want it right there. So I need it easy to access. <laughs> and, I need to get to yeah, it. <laughs> but, but I would say from the mental side of it, I, I like to do that with girls that are maybe they're, very, like, maybe they're a little self-conscious. But they, they could be beautiful women, but they have a little self-consciousness to them. I want to make them feel like they're the sexiest thing ever. And so okay. I always kind of, I'm always on their case. So if you have your, if I ask for those panties or you, you come around me and you're wearing panties, I want them right then and there in my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there was this one situation where I had this new sub and we went to this place called Atlantis. It's like a little brunch spot. Mm-hmm. And she showed up there. She had panties on. And I was like, we already, we already went through the rules. She had these panties on. And we're at the table. My homeboy's across the table. And I'm like, I think she was sitting down. I was like, you're looking so good. And I was like rubbing on her leg. And then I found out she had panties on. So I said, give them up. And she's like, right here, right now? And I'm like, I mean, you could go to the restroom and take them off and bring them to me. Or you could give it to me right now. I think I'll give you some um, 
cool points if you give them to me right now. Like, it'd be better for you. Right. You know, because... Like an incentive. Yeah. If you <laughs> hand them over at the table, yeah. there may be a treat later. Not, not necessarily a treat, <laughs> but, like, the, the, the spanking may be less if you, if you bought something yeah. to do right now. And so she popped them off right then and gave them to me. And, like, there was two punishments there. Like, one... I, these might be your favorite pair of panties, but they're gone now. They're mine. And two, <laughs> you're going to get a spanking later on. And so she did. So... And but there's other rules too. Like, if I'm dating a young lady who maybe she's having trouble with her finances, and we're trying to, you know, one of her goals is to get better with her money, I may restrict her spending. I may, I mean, have control of her bank account and put her on a budget and give her an allowance to use until she reaches her, you know, financial financial goals or whatever like that. Right. And a little thing like that. I have a um, question. So when you are trying to define like who is a brat and who like what, like how do you determine like who's a brat? And then when do you, when you find out, okay, let's just say Slim is a brat. When do you present her with your rules? And like, how do you have like a like, do you have like? Cause I know Slim introduced me to the Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, is there like a safe word to be like? Okay, like I'm not feeling this right now, or like, is she always gonna have to be in the mood? Cause I don't get it. <laughs> so I was, I was a lot of this conversation is communication. The first step with is just like having an open and honest conversation. Like, what do you, I try not to push my own views and opinions? Because I'm a very, like, dominant figure. And I feel like a lot of times when I speak to a woman, she's just like, uh-huh, I'm down for that. Oh, yeah, I like it, like it. And so I have to kind of try to word myself in a way that she's telling me what it's she... It's not so persuasive. Yeah, she's telling me what she really likes. And it's not just... She's just agreeing with everything that I'm saying. So the first of all, try to have an open and honest communication. Try to figure out what is she looking for? What does she want? And what are some of her goals? Right, and what are some of her fantasies? I gotta get those out first, and try not to tell her any of mine. And I said, "What are you curious about? What have you tried that you know you like, and what have you tried that you know you don't?" All that information goes feeds into me. I think people that I've never had to use a safe word before ever, and it's it's tough because you want to to grow somebody, you have to take them to the edge and like step over the line, right? And just you have to know how to tote that line back and forth until that line gets farther and farther away and they're growing, right? When you have to use safe words, it means that you as a dom, you took things too far. You know, you, and I think if you don't do enough of your background information, then you could fall into that situation. So having a conversation to begin with, and then there's also this um, website, it's called bdsmtest.org. <laughs> and it's a quick little way to kind of get your feet grounded and see what type of like kinky person are you or what type of things may you be into, right? And so it's a, it takes about 10, 15 minutes. It's a pretty detailed questionnaire. And at the end, it gives you like percentages of the different kinks and which one you might be into. This is for, I always encourage people who have never been into anything BDSM or ever tried anything, I always tell them, go to this website, take the test first, and then we'll discuss your results. And so that's a quick way. Yeah, to I took the test. I took the test a couple years ago, so I've already established who I am. <laughs> what did you come out to? Like, what's your top three? I'm. I'm hold on, I'm let low. me guess. Let me guess, and you tell me okay. if I'm right. Based off of what he said, I w- I would say you're a brat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm definitely a brat. Okay. I'm most certainly a brat, and I don't think it's, it's mainly you. Probably are. Take the test, and we'll see. No. Take the test, and we'll see. Are you scared to take I, the test? Or it's, so? it's, 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 yeah, it's plenty of um cat- other categories on there. Like I'm gonna see if I can remember what some of them were. It's like um, baby girl, brat, rope bunny, yeah, pet slave. All different types. Yeah. Boy, girl. It's a, it's a, 
yeah it's a it's a ton of like it's like a whole chart of you know like which spectrum you're on and which end you're closer to okay and of course you the, talk, i think like on the lower you guys talk amongst uh, yourselves i'm gonna take the test i'm more than certain <laughs> um but if it doesn't take that long i'm gonna i'm more than certain that i'm not anything i'm almost certain you're a brat i'm not i don't want to give just knowing you on a personal level <laughs> i mean <laughs> I've had people take it and they come out vanilla, you know, and it's like, oh, that, okay. okay, well then that might be her. You I know that's me. <laughs> <laughs> she might be vanilla. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> but she might surprise herself. So yeah, go ahead and take the test. Mm-hmm. We'll continue with the interview. You take the test and then let us know what you come up with. Okay. Alright, so um, uh, jumping back into the interview, so how long have you been a dom or known that you've been a dom? No, I'd probably say I've known for about like let's say six years now. Mm-hmm. So I've I've gone by the term daddy dom for about six years now. And mm-hmm. okay. in that time I've and that's kind of like when I first moved out to Atlanta, I was first time really dating openly. I'd always been in long relationships. And mm-hmm. the first girl I met, she, you know, she was a baby girl and she had really tested my boundaries and took me to places that I had to go get information and educate myself. And then I was able to bring that to her in the bedroom. And it was at first I would say it was awkward because it's something I never done before. You know, she had a she had a very kinky fantasy. She had a I mean she had a rape fantasy. She wanted me to. Yeah, she, and it's crazy because people don't realize that that is the thing. I don't understand it. it yeah, so rape fantasy is a thing, and it was it was tough for me because I needed to make sure was this fantasy coming from a place of a negativity, like something bad happened in your life, and now this is the only way you perceive love and sex, or is it just something less deviant, something that's just you needing to be needing to be under the thumb of a man, you needed to be this yeah. taking advantage of kind of and, she, and that's kind of what she wanted she just wanted the aggressiveness in the bedroom right yeah and I can I can attest to that because um that I don't know if rape is rape fantasy is one of my actual fantasies however I find myself looking that up like when I'm searching porn I'm just kind of dibbling dabbling in different things like I'll just search that and it does seem to bring some type of excitement because of one of the one of the main reasons I think is because I'm so I'm so dominant in my everyday life mm-hmm. because I have to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like when it comes to the bedroom, that's the one place where I don't want to feel like I'm in total control. Like, and it just so happens that the rape fantasy um, porn videos or like the uh, forceful um, porn videos or you know the extreme hardcore rough like those things tend to turn me on because of that so it's it's, it's definitely never coming from a negative way because I did ask myself that like why is this doing something for me mm-hmm. but like I said once I started to really question it and understand who I am as a person it began to make sense like it's just a matter of I don't want to be in control yeah. here like I don't want to control this and it's mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's a delicate balance when we're, when we're talking about sex and the, with the rape fantasy. You, not only do you have to be aggressive, you also got to know what you're doing with this specific individual. Because yeah. you could do the rape fantasy all you want, but if you ain't getting it to climax, then it's kind of like a waste of time. Well, now it's rapey. And, I'm exactly. and you're like, going to jail. Going to jail. Somebody goes to jail right. on every podcast because somebody's always doing something wrong. Like, you're going to fuck the jail. Like, yeah. So just knock it off. So, but yeah, it definitely is. is and this is goes back to every podcast we always say. Number one, it's about communication. It's about, like, educating yourself. Like, if you think you're a dom, Educate yourself on what it means to be a dom. If you think you're a sub, educate yourself on what it means to be a sub. And and then educate yourself on the opposite because you, you need to understand the dynamics of it. You don't want to just get into it because I always tell men when I meet them, there's a fine line between being dominant and being controlling. Big time. Yeah, and that's... It's a fine line. Yeah, and I think look, what you said is total key. Like, if you're a sub, 
educate yourself on like what type of sub you are and you know and try to fulfill that but then you also got to know what you're looking for in a mate so you got to find out yeah. what type of dom is right for you you know and i think i think that that test is a great tool for people to kind of get their foot wet their feet wet and yeah. you know it's great it's kind of like when people do the <laughs> zodiac signs and stuff like that do you ever think that you would be in a relationship that did not consist of like you actually being or having a sub or do you think it's kind of just like a natural thing where that's just the type of relationship you will always have yeah for me it's for me it's natural i think i like to think i have a great balance to where even if i didn't use the terminology dom sub like that's the type of relationship it's gonna be regardless really that's the day you die that's that's what I like, and that's all. That's all the only type of women I've come across, and I, I guess it's the way I approach women. You know, the women who are into it, they're gonna, they're gonna, you know, give me positive feedback, and they're gonna want to be with me. And the women who aren't, they're just gonna keep it moving, and that's cool too. Yeah. Well, you like what you like, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. The one thing I've learned being being open and honest and communicating, it's only gonna get you what you want. If you sit yeah. and try to be what somebody wants, but that's not really you or that's not really what you want, you just don't end up being disappointed in the long run. Some of the questions on good. this test is um, alarming. <laughs> <laughs> Read us a few. Read us a few. <laughs> you don't have to give us the answer. Just give us the question. What are they asking? Being physically restricted during sex slash BDSM with clothes, attributes, ropes, and chains is arousing. That's a yes. hard no. Oh, That's I'm not. in you the never, red area. You never been tied up before? No. Oh, you should try it. I'm actually, yes. so my <laughs> next, this is something I never did before, but one of my uh, baby girls, she wanted to try this. So when I travel back to where she is, we're going to try some... Uh, I guess it's sensory deprivation. So <laughs> that sounds scary. What is that? What well, what is well, it? Sensory deprivation. So what we're gonna do is put. Oh yeah. She don't have wear a blindfold, and I'm gonna put some earplugs in there and put some Beats by Dre's over her ear, so she can't hear. Yeah. She won't be able to see, but we'll engage into some different type of interaction. Then you know, I'm just see if we can heighten her enjoyment. Doing what? That is very no. anything. anything. Yeah, for sure. Well, y'all are nasty. Like anything. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start off with some foreplay. I mean, she loves foreplay, so we'll start off with some foreplay. Some, you know, head, maybe some light spanking, things that nature, just to get her body like relaxed and ready for what she's about to receive. That's interesting. I might be. I don't know, I wanna, but I don't I like giving up my, my. I I don't like being, like that's a whole lot of power you give away. True. But I would say this. But how exciting is that? Though? That's, that's scary that because you? I'm gonna. You're gonna go to jail if <laughs> I don't scary. like something you did. Exactly. So so go back to what I said in the beginning. It's all about trust, right? So mm-hmm. if it's a man who you trust. 100% wholeheartedly, that's a man you give up the control to. When you can trust somebody, you know that they have your best interests in mind. Right. That's somebody. Like, they're not looking to harm you. Like, for instance, like, the the whole, you remember when we talked about the whole passing out thing? Like, this one guy literally makes me pass out. Like, Okay, I have the results, you guys. Okay. What are the results? I gotta hear this. <laughs> I, need the, I need the And the percentages. They have it to where you can save it as a PDF, I guess, to send to whoever. That's weird. <laughs> like here, like here, Daddy. Here, here's my PDF. Like, That's weird. Here's my here's my application. Here's my application. <laughs> okay. I'm ninety seven percent brat. Seventy two percent. I don't even know how to say that word. V o y e u r. Voyeur. Okay, fifty-eight percent exhibitionist, fifty-three percent vanilla, fifty-two percent submissive, forty-eight percent. I don't even. What are all these terms? 
Well, if you click, there's a little. You're basically there's a little um information thing. If you click the term. Oh yeah. Okay, I like see it. I see. Yeah, you basically what they're saying is you're a brat, but you're just a watcher. You yeah. like to watch other people, and I that sounds pretty accurate yeah, to me. That's me. It does. I'll it join the party accurate. and I'll look on, but that's as far as it's gonna go for me. <laughs> I gotta go back and look at mine. I have, I still, I still have it posted somewhere. I know where it is, but I'm not telling y'all where it is. I know where it is, and I'm gonna find it, and then we'll post it. We'll post it to our not safe for work ATL page. I would say, yeah, I'm gonna save this. I'm gonna send it to you, and you know how to do that. But I, I would be a brat. I for sure thought I would be vanilla. I told you. I mean, it's there for sure. So you're not too far off there, friend. <laughs> but the but the but the onlooking definitely the voyeur the def, that definitely fits you for sure. Like so, are you just are you just a one way voyeur? You like to watch? Have you ever been watched before? Well, I you know Slim tells me about a lot of her escapades, and I'm really intrigued. So, I mean, I just would love to be a fly on the wall to. I guess have a visual to the stories that she tells me. Yeah. Uh, but like actually like some of the stuff she says to me, it literally scares me because I know me and I know my personality and I know some of the things that she tells me, like I would be like attached mentally and physically. Like I would be like <laughs> hiding in the bushes, like where you going, where are we going? <laughs> Hanging Where out, are we going? Yeah, um, and I'm 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 clingy in nature. Period. So I I I um so if someone gives me something good or treats me good, like I just want to be around them all the time, all up right. under them all the time, like almost like a cat. All right. So I'm aware of that, so I don't get into situations where I can't be a cat to someone. I, I understand that, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it's good. It's good that you know. You know, there's people, there's some people that they they're clingy, but they don't know that they're clingy, and so they have an expectation right. for everybody to want a clingy person when you really just need someone who's about that cuddle life. Right. Yeah. And uh, the crazy thing about it is, even though I'm not clingy, I'm such a cuddler, and I'm such a like be up under you, but I can easily be done with it. Like. Yeah, I'm done here. It's time to go. Like we've been doing that for too long. But yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I've been watched. I've watched. Um, like I'm, I'm definitely like all in it. So yeah, I I have no problems with with that piece. I had only been watched like in college. You know, another chick in the room. Like I'm at my girl place and her homegirls in the in the in the bunk bed next by, and she just gotta you know deal with it. But recently I a young lady that I was dating she had wanted a threesome I tried to set it up for her and she came over my place met the the other young lady and she told me she was like how about you two go in the bedroom get started I'm gonna come in there and we're in the bedroom young lady's giving me head and then she walks in and she's just in the corner playing with herself just watching yeah, I could see that being me. Yeah, and I told her to come to the bed and like join in. <laughs> she was like, nah. she was she came close, but she it was funny because she got real. And I think so. I've been interested in poly relationships, and it's come to my realization that there's there's like a not I'm gonna say a pecking order, but I think the perfect combination is like a dominant man, me being a dominant man, a very submissive young lady, and then one person who may be a switch. And it and it yeah. works out for everybody, and that's kind of how she was. She was very switch like in that relationship because she came to the bed when I called her, but then when she came to the bed, she like grabbed the other girl by her head and started, you know, forcing her head down on my dick very aggressively, like very. What? And it was it was really hot to me. I was just sitting back, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I like how you take control. I was, you know, I wanted to give her, you know, a round of applause for that. And the other young lady was just kind of. She had like dipped into a very submissive role to where she was like, I'm here to do whatever you guys tell me to do. 
And I think well, um, what you said and Slim, I think you you probably are gonna agree to this. Um, the communication is is the key because I think sometimes with um us doing these podcasts, people get a misconception of who we are, mm-hmm. and they think like, oh my gosh, they're they're exhibitionists and they want to do everything, yeah. and. I've had situations and I know Slim has too where people automatically go to a hundred and then now I feel disrespected because you misread me. Yeah. So has there ever been a case where like like I take this test and it says that I'm a brat, mm -hmm. but I won't know unless I try it. But so let's just say, have you ever been in a situation where you get into it and they're like, Oh yeah, I'm game. And then you're into the situation and then it, it goes bad. So I have personally, I have never had a situation go bad, like during the encounter. Um, I have had feedback, right? So I take my time. I like to do, and I like to communicate a lot. As much as I'm a freaky individual, I never really jump into things quickly. I've in my life I've only had one or two one night stands, but the second one wasn't even one night stand because a relationship developed out of it, right? So I don't I like to gather my information before I make a move. And that's a lot of that has to do with my ego. Like I understand that no matter how perfect my penis may be created, it's not gonna appease every woman right away. It, well that's an ambitious like, statement. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not because because every woman's different. Like I might meet, I might go, you know, be yeah, with fifty yeah. women, and every one of them like this position and came and this amount of time. But number fifty one, she might need something totally different, and I can't and, go on with my past experiences uh, and expect it to work in future experiences. I gotta. And you know my, what, my Ryan, we just talked about this, like with this particular um app that I'm a part of, this group that I'm a part of, it's like just because we're in this group and the common denominator is everybody in here likes to fuck and wants to fuck yeah. doesn't mean I'm available for you to fuck. Like that's not how this works. Like you literally have to bring me stuff because you have everything. All y'all have the same the same piece okay well what do what makes you different like why should I entertain you like who you know what I'm saying what 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 do you bring into the table like what makes you stand out like it's just it's not a free-for-all in here that's not how this works like you you still have to work at it like yeah and I don't mind work I like I'm not I like a challenge. I like yeah, work. Like, uh, when things are too easy for I me. I ain't the chick from two... <laughs> I'm not the chick from two chats ago. Like, I, it's, you got to work for this. So, I have... <laughs> but, but to, and I'm sorry. I, I have another to, question. I never. I, I didn't get to answer your question, but just to say, I haven't had an experience where it went wrong during the encounter, but I have had a young lady give me feedback. And so, she was a, a degradee. So, she liked to be like... Thanks, slap, spit on, talk too crazy during sex. What? And <laughs> spit? Yeah. You can spit on wow, someone. It wasn't. I would. I would say that it was. It was. It was very uncomfortable for me. But at the same time, I wanted to give her what she wanted. So we did take baby steps up into oh. everything she wanted. Oh, yeah. But these are things that she requested, right? You're so, going to jail. <laughs> Let me just say that, but after our relationship, she gave me feedback. Like, we talked maybe like a year later, and she was like, mm-hmm. you know, it didn't work out with this because I wasn't fully satisfied. Yeah, I wanted all those things that you did, but I still wanted more. Like, we didn't, you know, go on dates. We didn't cuddle enough afterward. The aftercare wasn't long enough for me and things like that. So, when you do go into those really intensive scenes, it's important that yeah, after need, the fact, yeah. you kind of have to kind of recap and cool down. and Yeah, the aftercare yeah. is very important, yeah. especially when it's hardcore like that. Yeah. Like, you need that. Because if not, then, thing, then like, the mind can get mm-hmm. kind of misconstrued about what's happening. You start to question 
you know, does this person really have respect for me? Yeah. Does this person really like me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it can happen. Like, your mind can really take control over it. Yeah. Even though it's something you agreed to and technically want it, it's just when your mind, you know, takes you there, it's hard to get out of. Yeah, and when I'd probably cry, honestly. Like, it would just be too much for me. It does happen and like that sometimes. I'd cry. And um, I-, I have another question for you, and I'm sorry if I'm mm-hmm. asking too many. So, how many people, like, how many submissives do you have at a time, or are you in a relationship with these girls? So, in the beginning, like, when I first started into this thumb sub life, I would say I was always in, like, a long-term relationship with these young ladies. It takes, because it takes a lot of time to build that trust and to even get comfortable enough to take on the responsibility of a dom from a young lady. And so, those are always relationships. I've also had some where it's, it, it could just be kind of sexual you know, more sexual, and those ones may have not lasted as long, but I always say anybody that was a baby girl to me or a sub to me, I'm forever going to be their daddy dumb. So, like, Mm -hmm. girls from three, four, five years ago can still come to me and get the caring, compassion, advice, mentorship, anything that they need this day. It might not always, usually it doesn't continue sexually, but it will continue from a mentorship standpoint. They still, I mean, I still have some that come to me and they give me, they ask for advice for their new dude that they're, that they're dating. So I, I, one of my rules though, when I do break up with a girl or we stop dating, the rule is always, you can't date anybody lesser than me. Mm. So You can't what? You can't date anyone lesser than me. I've set a standard in your life now for a man and every man must be at my level or better because you know better. Mm. So that kind of leaves... No better, you do better. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of leaves them to where some of them come back to me and they kind of bring guys to me kind of like, hey, I'm interested in this guy. Let me tell you about him. What do you think? And it's kind of like, Nah, he ain't the one. He's not on. He's not on this level. Or it's kind of like that guy's a good guy. Like, here's how you need to behave in order to, you know, keep him around, but also help teach him. It's like I'm teaching this guy through them, so to speak, and because I want them to be happy regardless, even if they're not with me. Right. And if this guy's the one that that's really interesting, he has potential, then I want to make sure he don't f up. And I also want to make sure that they don't F up and it works out. Hmm. This is interesting. This is good. This is good info. Very. Um very. Um I, I I'm taken back, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um I don't think I have any other questions. So it, I don't think um, that being a submissive is something that I can do, though, honestly. So, wait, Ryan, what, like, are you in a relationship yourself? Now? Um. <laughs> <laughs> a situation? Well, now. <laughs> well, now. I don't, mm, I don't know. I haven't been asked some of this heavy stuff. <laughs> I haven't been. No one has asked me to be their girlfriend. That's a great way to is, put that. Let me, you cleared that. You cleared that right. Let up. me ask you a question: Is girlfriend something you aspire to be? A girlfriend? Um, no. A wife is something I aspire to be. Cool. You know, just keep your keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a lover of all things relationships. So um uh, I love being in relationships, but I I don't I don't give titles away. Like, you know, I feel it's very important for someone to ask me to be a girlfriend or ask me to just like they would actually be their wife. Um so until I until someone asks me to be their girlfriend, I'm respectful, but I'm technically single. Okay. So, I, with some, with like a lot of the Dom stuff relationships, especially with the daddy Dom baby girl relationship, there's uh, 
I guess you call it like a ceremony a lot of times that it's something akin to asking someone to be your wife or girlfriend or whatever. And it's, it's called a collaring ceremony. What? Collaring ceremony. (laughs) And so basically it's the sub saying, Hey, I have a hundred percent faith in you. I have all trust in you and I want to give my submission to you. And do you put a physical collar? A physical collar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hell no. It, so in my past, I've had I've had a physical collar, and I've also had like maybe something like a necklace or something that they would wear with a little lock, okay. locket with a yeah, lock and on something that yeah I can say something that just deems like um, she's under my I protection. I, I say I always say yeah, she's yeah, under yeah, my yeah, protection, yeah. and when I call her a girl, yeah. she's under my protection now. Yeah, I'll do a necklace, but a collar ain't nobody putting no goddamn dog collar on me. This doesn't have to be a dog collar. This Bitch, is... my mama, my, look, my mama ain't even dead, but she rolling over in the grave. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take her out. <laughs> That'll be the thing. That would be the thing. Yeah. Um. So, question: Are you interested in and uh, like adding a? Um, submissive not that I mean I, I totally don't think it's for me I'm just curious like from people who say listen to this podcast and they're intrigued by you are you interested in adding new submissives to be very honest right now I mean it, it's a lot of responsibility depending on the type of submissive uh, if it was someone who was who needed a lot of attention right now like I, me yeah right now i wouldn't be able <laughs> right it it i guess it would it just depends on what she needs um yeah yeah it depends on what she needs if she if she's just looking for someone um on the weekends to hang out with or she's looking for someone to like talk to and to grow her mentally that that could be a little bit easier but uh i travel a lot and it's hard with some, especially with some baby girls, like they need attention every single day. They want to see you every day, and if you Me. can't give it to them, it's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking yeah. annoying. <laughs> so I didn't see you yeah. nine hundred times today. We didn't send forty nine hundred. Oh yeah, and I've I've been with some of those, and they're great. I mean, I, I I really do enjoy women who are like that, but I know the type of responsibility that is to be with a woman like that. So I wouldn't take on that right now at this moment. Maybe in January. Okay. Okay. Um, hey, submissive Slim over there. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you for. I mean, you have you both have taught me so much during this podcast. I mean, now I've figured out that I'm a clingy brat. Who knew? You oh, really, hey. really? You figured it out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> just own it own it you know who you are now own it yeah like as your as your best friend you kind of clingy to me so you know I know. I'm almost certain <laughs> um, Slim oh, did goodness. anything that he said as a dom make you want to submit to him um if if the opportunity presented itself for sure um I'll, I mean as a sub like I love to hear a dominant man tell me like this is what it's going to be this is what I expect of you and this is how we're going to go about it like again because I have to be dominant in my everyday waking life I have no choice so like I said when it when the time comes I need that I need to not be in control and again I am a brat so it's not going to be easy because I'm used to having my way so, you know, it definitely, you know, if the opportunity presented itself, it could happen. Ooh. I do like a brand. But that's that on that. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that on that. And this has been a really great podcast. I think I think everybody's going to really, really love this one. And then we get on Wednesday. I don't know if you're going to, if you want to be on the live Wednesday. I know, um, you know, autonomy is important. So, 
um, you definitely, you don't have to, you know, necessarily show face, but um, we, when we get a chance to talk about this on the live, it's going to be great. Like, I can't wait to hear everybody, everybody's feedback on this particular podcast. It was great. I may pop Very in. Very informative. I may pop into the live a little bit. We'll see. What time do you go on live again? Um, every Wednesday, nine PM Eastern Standard Time. Okay. I'll see. Yeah, I, I might be. I might be in bed by that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it'll always be posted up, so you can always hear what people think about what you said. And um, I don't know. Maybe you'll find some subs in there. You never know. No problem. No problem. But um, some people may find out that they're dumb. You know, we, this is this is really good. I think this is really informative, and it will shed a different light on just the on xvideos.com BDSM and then you see boobs tied up in rope and hanging from the ceilings and all kind of uh, you know electrocution like that's not yeah. all that's not the only type of <laughs> BDSM that's out there like let's tone it down some granted there's some who are interested in it that is why it's so many videos out there mm-hmm. however there's there's a different intimate side that um sure. even that I tend to find more attractive. I would say even with the hardcore BDSM, there's a, a very important mental side of that. You know, they all go back to trust mm-hmm. and being able to trust the person that you're engaging in these acts with. And right. you know, for me, I really enjoy building that trust. Yeah, and like we always say, every podcast, every live communication is key you must be able to communicate with your partner or partners you should be able to communicate with them what you like what you don't like what you're willing to accept what you're not willing to accept what you may be interested in what you're not interested in these conversations have to be had before you dive into anything or else things will go wrong really fast really really fast so um, I think we're gonna wrap it up again. Um, everybody, make sure you share this um, podcast with a friend and tell another friend. Make sure you meet us on the live Wednesday, nine p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Follow um, all three um, Instagrams: mine, Slim, Two M's, Fitted, um, Ryan. Um, I I'm simply underscore Ryan. And our main page, Not Safe for Work ATL. We will um, meet you on Wednesdays. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. O. Really appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, Peace.